Hello. Um, I want to start off before the episode begins saying that we briefly mentioned Breonna Taylor and Matthew Shepard. Uh, these are individuals that have been murdered and their cases are tragic and very relevant to today. And I would highly encourage that you as an individual research these and come up with your own opinions and thoughts about the justice system. There are so many podcasts that are better than mine that have information about the Black Lives Matter movement and cases just like the Matthew Shepard and Breonna Taylor murders. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I had a blast talking to Miss Struckhammer about everything that she's experienced in true crime and with her anxiety, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Moment. I'm your host, Carson Wallace, and today I'm here with a very special guest. The first guest, may I add, the woman, the myth, the legend, Emmy Druckhammer. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be the first guest. This is also my first podcast appearance. Yes, it's our many firsts are happening today. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about two things that we both love not loves part of our lives part of our lives true crime and anxiety so um this is just to start off i just wanted to say that this is unedited i'm not really trying to edit anything because i'm lazy okay sure and so um i'm just gonna ask questions we're just gonna talk about it for like 30 minutes 40 minutes whatever however long i don't really know so let's start off with how did you get into true crime? So I've always kind of been a little bit obsessed, as long as I can remember. And I think it goes back to John Benet Ramsey. Oh, the John <laughs> Benet yes. Ramsey case. My fir- it was my first yes. case. Yes. Well, and like I'm, I worked on it. I'm the same age as John Benet. And so it was oh. very like weird childhood moment mm-hmm. of like oh bad things can happen to us yeah, as kids mm-hmm. and so I feel like I remember it actually happening mm-hmm. and I've just always kind of been interested and followed it and then it just branched off from there that I've always liked reading mysteries and like thrillers and then as true crime kind of blew up in popularity and there yeah. was more out there I got really into it yes I to answer my own question I started really getting into podcasts Mm -hmm. when I was in sixth grade. Oh, an early podcaster. Early podcaster, but like like the podcaster, the podcasts I listened to were like more silly and they weren't really as like... Well, because you were in sixth grade. Yeah, I was in sixth grade, so I like listened to a lot of kind of, um, how do I explain it? Like um, story podcasts where it's like a story Mm -hmm. or some stuff like that and or like silly ones that like youtubers that i like mm-hmm. before i like just stopped watching youtube and things like that and so i found this on spotify they have like the recommended and it was mm-hmm. like true crime and i had always really been interested in especially on youtube there were youtubers that mm-hmm. specifically like they like did like a get ready with me or like whatever like that and they would talk about a true crime that they were like researching or whatever so i was like let me just try one so my first ever true crime podcast was and that's why we drink yes and it was a do you know and that's why we drink yes yes and Mm -hmm. so i loved them and then i came into your class Mm -hmm. 
with only one other person, my friend Sydney, she's obsessed with true crime. That's actually how we started to become friends okay. is because we both Those watched. Those are the best friends. We watched, not together, but at separate instances, Taken in Plain Sight. Uh-huh. It's the, yes. the Netflix. Of course, yes. Wild. Mm-hmm. And that was really my first documentary that I was just like, I watched that documentary like like, for pleasure. Just I'm like, ah, crime and stuff like that. <laughs> and... That's how we became friends. And so I was like, let me just look up a po- podcast, try it. And then that's, I like dove in deep mm-hmm. and like really started being like, I love true crime. And for a while, I really wanted to be like FBI mm-hmm. or like some kind of law enforcement. Some kind of law enforcement or like psychology, mm-hmm. like criminal psychology or right. like that. Um. And then it just, like, it never ended. Mm -hmm. And here we are. I guess we should also say that you are my teacher. I am. I am Carson's AP World History teacher. What an honor. What an honor. The honor is mine, No! (laughs) (sighs) Just complimenting each other for 40 minutes. Um, I was very nervous to ask you. Because I was like, I was like, ugh, is she going to say no? Is this going to be To weird? be on the podcast? To never. be on the no. podcast. I would never say no to that. So, um, do you have a pet peeve about true crime? Or, a, like, specifically podcast about true crime? Do you... Okay, I don't like... This is more documentary, but some podcasts do it. I do not like dramatic reenactments. True. So I feel cheesy. like that's... It's cheesy, but then also I'm like... Did you get the permission to do... Like, yes. I feel like true crime, there's this very uh, borderline thing where it's like... Like, are we just delighting in violence? Yeah, the romantic... Like, yes. The romantic... Or are we thinking about the victim and... Yes, and... Oh, I have... We'll get back to that. Because yeah. I'm a really... I love talking about... Is it helpful or mm-hmm. are we just kind of reveling in yes. it? Like when people are, are like, oh, I'm obsessed with serial killers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you obsessed with their like actions mm-hmm. or are you obsessed with the person and like, you know what I'm yes. trying to say. Yeah, it's there's a fine of, line. There's a fine, la- fi- ooh, fine <laughs> line between uh, loving true crime, being obsessed with true crime for its intended purpose which yes. is to share the stories mm-hmm. of victims that have like that were killed mm-hmm. and murdered and things like that and then truly reveling yes. in that like who i love a good murder mm-hmm. story like yes. that's weird to be like oh, i love murder yes that's very <laughs> weird and i have a pet peeve where it's like i hate whenever oh god i hate it whenever the only stories we ever get are the like they were killed by a stranger. Yes. Because most of murdered people, specifically, let's just say that the biggest, like, what would that word be? De- not derogatory. Oh, I've, I know what you're trying to you say. Know what demographic? I'm, demographic okay. of murdered people are women, mm-hmm. people of color, mm-hmm. queer individuals. Yes. It's not ever really... Marginalized mar- groups. Marginalized groups. Yes. That's a great word. And so the problem is, is that whenever... We only ever hear about like white women, mm-hmm. the John Bonnets, the, the John the Bonnets. pretty blonde girls. Yes, it's mm-hmm. and there. Okay, so there is this poet that I love. Her name is Olivia Gatwood, mm-hmm. and she recently wrote a book called 
life of the party mm-hmm. and it's how she like basically had this anxiety mm-hmm. about getting murdered because she lives in i think boston or mm-hmm. something like that and she was afraid of getting murdered and she kind of just had to be like i needed to write about it to get over it mm-hmm. and she has this poem about the john benet ramsey ramsey case and she's like it's like a limerick or whatever mm-hmm. but the basis of the poem is just saying that the only reason why we are obsessed with the John Benet Ra- Ramsey case is because she was a young white woman mm-hmm. who was rich mm-hmm. and nobody suspected a thing. Yes, and very like a beauty queen. Everything looks great on the outside. Yes, and, yeah. and then whenever we look at cases, I guess such as like, I want to say Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. and things of that nature where it's like black women or black people of color mm-hmm. are being murdered mm-hmm. it's like well what part of town were they in yes or what even were they like wearing sex workers sex it's workers like, well, that's their i yes. i'm gonna say this i'm an advocate for sex work yeah i think that and that's like kind of a lot that's mm-hmm. a big topic but yes. like i think it is complicated it is it's a complicated thing because but they're so it is very like well she's a sex worker what do you what like, do you expect it's I'm like, like not a real person it's yeah like, you like objectify them yes. it's like almost whenever people are like Oh, well, you were wearing that, so you were just mm-hmm. asking for it. Yes. And this, like, weird purity Victim culture. blaming. Yeah, victim blaming. It's like, well, she's using her body for sex. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, she's using her body to make money to survive. Yes. Because the system failed her. Mm-hmm. Or them. Yes. Failed them. And, um... Wow, that was a good ramble. That was a, real, <laughs> that was a good ramble, Sesh. Um, so, do you have favorite quotation marks yes yeah i know what you're saying do you have a favorite murder story i do so my current so of course i talked about being obsessed with john benet just because of the circumstances Mm -hmm. of like that's what got me to realize like oh there are bad things that happen to people um so i always kind of like halfway follow that one but my current obsession is the Delphi murders. You, We've talked about yes. this in class. And I, the reason I'm so obsessed with the Delphi murders, I think there's a couple reasons. One, the girls, which if you don't know the Delphi murders, it's two, I think they were 12 or 13, junior high age, mm-hmm. girls um, in Delphi, Indiana, who went hiking together at this park. It was like a, like a snow day from school, like a bad weather that they didn't use, so they were off of school that day. And they were like, went hiking together, middle of the day public place at this park and were murdered yes. and it's unsolved and so one reason i think i'm obsessed with it is because the girls this is going to sound bad but they seem so cool like i feel like they would <laughs> no be, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they would i could see the... them in my class because and they were obsessed they liked true crime mm-hmm. and they're like just really cool like have their own interests and seemed really mature and so that's one reason is because I kind of identify with them and I could just see them sitting in my class. Yeah. And then another reason is because it feels so solvable. Oh, because yeah. if you don't know the case, one of the girls, so they went on this bridge called the Monon High Bridge that was in this park. And it's very like dangerous, kind of rickety. And they were filming each other and taking pictures because that's what kids do. And one of them has footage of who if you follow the case everybody calls him the man on the bridge yes and there's like kind of grainy like snapchat footage of him and there's audio of him saying guys down the hill like he's ordering them to walk down this hill um and so it just feels so solvable because i'm like we we have video and we have audio of him somebody knows who he is yes and so that's what really sticks with me about that one is it's like how is this guy just slipping through our fingers when 
we have we he should it should be solvable. Yes. I I feel like sometimes crimes, murders mm-hmm. could be solved if uh, if police people like different sections mm-hmm. of the justice system would just work together. Yes. That's what's frustrating about this case too, is it's like there's the sheriff's department for the county that it's yes. in, and then the FBI is being consulted. And then there's all there's like three or four different like the Indiana State Police. There's at least three different law enforcement organizations working together, and it's like, well, even if you're trying to work together and you're cooperating, what's falling through the cracks even unintentionally? Yeah. Because that, that is... was one. They just did an interview. I think it was the fourth anniversary. Yeah. And the sheriff, who was kind of, like, leading the investigation, did, like, a question and answer session in their local newspaper. Yeah. And that was one of the questions was, who's in charge? Mm-hmm. Because and he's saying, well, it's us because it's our jurisdiction. But it's like, well, the FBI probably thinks they're in charge because they're the FBI. Yeah. So I agree. I think that's a. It's just yes, kind it's of a gross, grimy thing to be like, y'all, you really can't work together yeah. to solve mm-hmm. the murder of innocent people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's just a critique I have about the justice system. One of one of many. Yes. Well, that, and just it's not built for efficiency. Even if they're wanting to cooperate, it's, it's like so many things would get lost in translation Mm -hmm. and it's all due to like paperwork yes and we don't have like databases that match up and we don't we need to be investing in that infrastructure and in databases and technology that allow agencies to share information yes i uh i don't really think i have a a, once again quotation marks on favorite Mm -hmm. i don't think i really have a favorite Murder. I do have a specific genre mm-hmm. of true crime that I really like, which is cults. Yes. And cults? Yes. <laughs> cults are literally... The problem is, is that I know that I would be influenced to join a cult. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's not... It's But it, it happens to people. It like, happens to actually very smart, yes. very independent people. Yes, there's a reason. Like, the psychology works. Yes, the psych... And I really like a good cult story. Yes, and I, I agree. Um, another really... I, I don't really like serial killer cases because okay. they're always kind of the same. It takes a, it takes a special kind of killer to interest oh, mm-hmm. that sounds so bad it takes a very specific kind of person that's just that crazy to actually interest me because i'm like most of the time it's white incel men yes yeah good point. incels <laughs> normalize hating incels <laughs> and calling out incel serial killers um it's mostly incel men either specifically kind of internalized homophobia so like getting Mm -hmm. like murdering young boys slash gay men or gay sex workers Mm -hmm. and or just sex workers or women right and they all have a little gimmick yes that they all kind and it's because and it's like this like is it it sadism or Mm -hmm. is it I'm masochism marxism but masochism is it masochism sadism it's sadism it's like this weird sadistic yes. thing that they love and, and like very like uh, egotistical yes and, and it depends because sometimes like like, like ted bundy yes. and oh, i Zodiac hate and... ted bundy is not interesting no he's overrated I he's agree. very overrated and like there's much yeah there's and he's been like he's, he's just that's been, been romanticized been his, like trend lately too so yeah it's like, been like three uh, or four different 
documentaries and like the 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 movie extremely whatever i yeah i know what you're saying with uh zach efron Mm -hmm. who plays him i actually didn't hate that because it didn't really focus on him as much as much as his wife yes well and i read a book i can't oh gosh i can't even remember what it's called something about a prince i think yes but she wrote it oh i know exactly what you're talking about and i enjoyed that more too because it's like she's also a victim i like a good surviving victim yes and it was about she and her daughter and like how she didn't believe that he was yes. that terrible. Oh, well, because he was a different person for her. He's presenting. Yes. he was such a like slimy like, he was like actor. I don't gross. know. Yes, he is gross. Um, I guess my favorite cult story. I mean, classic is like Jonestown oh, or Waco. Oh yeah, Waco. I watched mm-hmm. the miniseries, yeah. and I actually did really think that. They weren't necessarily harming anybody, mm-hmm. but because they were a cult yes. in a way, there was definitely there was an, on both ends. Yes, an it exaggerated was, response. It was yeah, I was because I do think he was. I think the way he treated women and children yes, was wrong. That was very wrong. But I also think the response from was, the government, yes. like the use of the tear yes. gas, that was flammable. Mm-hmm. And how a lot of actual fires yeah. are caused by tear gas. Mm-hmm. And that was a good... I really liked that that they advocated in that show. At mm-hmm. the very end, they were like, a lot of different fires are caused by tear gas. And mm-hmm. we should, like, stop using tear gas. And I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Yeah. That we should stop. I... But, like, bizarre ones. I like a good cult movie, too. I just like cults. I'm yes. very interested mm-hmm. in the the religious aspects of that and the sense that there are like there are like atheist cults but then there are also like pagan cults and Mm -hmm. like they're different they're multifaceted well you know my friend grew up in a cult yes i do and that was like i had to and it was kind of ah, the same thing i got too excited all this i was getting flustered like ah uh i got it was that fine line of like (laughs) i wanted to i'm sorry but we're both very like grinning giddy. we are we're so happy i love talking about this uh it was that fine line of i want to hear his experiences and understand that he was a victim of uh-huh. it was a, his family he grew yes. up that way but i also didn't want to be like oh tell me like it's a freak show yeah kind of it's situation. like weird. I and so very... and i had to talk to him and i was like look i'm really interested in this and like the things that you've like dropped here and there about your upbringing like, are you comfortable talking about that? And he was like, yeah. And he was yeah. very open. And I think he understood that what I was What kind of, it. what was the cold? You don't so have to go into detail. It's really, but... I won't give any, like, identifying information. Yes, like, I don't want you to. he lived, like, in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Like, country. Mm. And it was his dad believed that he was the Messiah. And oh. Yes. And he has, like, Ten brothers and sisters, I think. Yes. And they live like middle of nowhere. His dad yes. believes he's the Messiah, that he can raise people from the dead. And it was like his dad was gonna come back, or there was some kind of like oh. plan, like when this happens. And they lived in the middle of nowhere. Yes. The dad did not work. He was like a handyman. Yes. And like did odd jobs, so they had no money. Uh-huh. They like grew their own food, no TV, no radio, yes. no like outside world. Uh-huh. And they burn all the kids birth certificates he's had to get copies of his birth certificate like three or four times because they always destroy them because they think the government's like tracking them oh um they would not take them to a doctor like yes. his brother broke his arm and they just were like diy it this kind of reminds me of a movie on it, netflix yes. do you know the movie i'm talking about i don't know what it's called 
so I probably shouldn't have even brought it up, but it's like these kids that live in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and their dad doesn't believe in a lot of like new found mm-hmm. things. Yes. So they live in the middle of the woods, but then their mom gets sick mm-hmm. and has to go to the hospital. So they all have to like go into the city and yeah. they learn that and like see this is so normal. much has kind of like the Amish. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say that this cult is like Amish. No, people. I see what I you're saying. Though the fact that it's uh, it's very withdrawn yes, from other not from modern Mormonism yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Which also, Mormonism cult. What is your opinion on that? Do okay, you think, I think Mormonism depend- is a cult? I think it depends on the, like, the sect. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the modern like Latter Day Saints Church. I don't think so. Oh yeah, Latter Day Saints. But if you're I'm talking sorry, yeah. like fundamentalist mormons who like marry children yes yes i think that's yeah sorry i met latter-day mm-hmm. saints i have my not a friend but i know her her name's ali palmer mm-hmm. she'd be fine with this yes um she is a latter-day saint yeah and a, i think they un, unfairly get lumped in with the, the fundamentalist yes, the extremists yes. kind of like, like the no, amish the, yes the amish and or um mennonites mennonites mm-hmm. or the um what are they they're jewish Oh, yes. Orthodox? Have, no. Orthodox, Are yes. they the Orthodox Jews? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? Um, yeah, I feel like yes. those get really locked in. Everybody yeah, really generalizes. Like, oh, Mormons like, well, I'm I'm believe in polygamy. And I'm like, well, no. the extremist sex yeah. do, but the Latter-day Saints, no. Yes, like, yes, I, yes. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, do you have a least favorite murder murder story, true crime episode? podcast not podcast episode mm-hmm. just story and story general. um let me think i do while i'm thinking i'll say one thing that really like gets under my skin when i'm mm-hmm. listening and if y'all are my favorite murder fans georgia feels the same way yes Nine one one calls i can't i can't deal with the nine one one calls because it's like either it's like so fakey of like oh my wife's dead like yeah, yeah. over the top like <laughs> sobbing and you're like mm. or it's like the these people in like the most horrible moment of yes. their lives and you and have to it's listen so to spotty them. too because yes. also you can't really tell if that's just like they're like my wife is dead and i don't know what to do yes. and that's their initial reaction yeah, like or, they're in shock or like the john benet ramp yeah where the, you're like seems a little <laughs> you sus. you had something to do with it and yeah. your handwriting was very much like the note yes and yeah, I don't like nine one one calls, but specific murders. I'm kind of with you. I think Ted Bundy's like me. overrated. I'm like we we we've, we've talked we've, about we've, him. We've, we've already digested on. him yes. too much. We've moved there on. are so many other serial killers slash murderers mm-hmm. just in general, like um, the toy box killer. Yes, that one. That okay. So I have taken a break from true crime. Mm-hmm. You Spe- have to sometimes. Sometimes. Which will lead us into our next yeah. <laughs> um, about anxiety. But I had to kind of just take a break because I kind of just was getting the sense that I was kind of kind of getting desensitized to mm-hmm. these kinds of things, which isn't necessarily a problem. Mm-hmm. But I could see myself just kind of becoming very nihilistic and yes. like you were saying, mm-hmm. and it's very like you just kind of have to take a break every once in a while. So I've been listening to a lot of happy podcasts mm-hmm. or like opinion podcast mm-hmm. kind of like this one but i think a least favorite for me is oh i do have a i have a i actually do have a favorite okay matthew oh my god i feel so terrible he was this gay matthew man. shepherd matthew mm-hmm. the matthew shepherd case oh, genuinely awful. awful it it 
fit like every time mm-hmm. I hear this case or every time I watch a doc on Hulu they had a documentary mm-hmm. the Matthew Shep it was called Matthew Shepard or something of that nature it genuinely breaks my heart yes seeing, it's, that's off one of the most awful yeah oh uh, and it's just it shows like a hate crime mm-hmm. so intensely mm-hmm. that it just absolutely wears me and I have a like a really bad time I I'm not an empath mm-hmm. but I'm also want somebody that like it really does hurt me whenever I see marginalized groups, mm-hmm. you know, like Black Lives Matter. I'm right. advocating for that and and advocating for, like, the help of people who are stuck in ICE prisons and stuff like that. But, like, specifically when it comes to murder cases and, mm-hmm. like, these people that are like, well, what did you expect? Yes. I'm like, justice. Not to be murdered. Not to be <laughs> murdered. I love, I love I hate the Matthew Shepard case because it's mm-hmm. so tragic, but I feel like that is but such it's a, very important. It, it's a it was a very important case, mm-hmm. and I felt like it just needed it. It needs more hype. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we used the kind of platform that Ted Bundy has for mm-hmm. Matthew Shepard, more cases like that would pop up because there mm-hmm. are some cases I will never see the light of day mm-hmm. because of what we were saying about. It's, it's not flashy. It's not flashy, yeah. or it doesn't have a. It doesn't have a hook. Yes. Or the killer mm-hmm. didn't have a name. I hate it whenever they give a killer. Mm-hmm. Like, like sometimes it's fine. Yeah. If it's like, you don't want to learn the name of him. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. We don't really need to give him that time of day mm-hmm. to learn his name. But like, whenever a nickname comes up, and a recent a recent murder, it's like you always see like you don't want to give him a nickname mm-hmm. whenever they're not caught yet. Yes. Because they're like, oh, that's it my. It feeds into the ego, yeah, and then he, and they're talking about me, and they know they me. know me, and mm-hmm. things like that. True crime is it's very intense. It is. I cannot do a true crime podcast. It would be you, hard. I I think I could, but <laughs> I think you should start a podcast. Maybe I will. You were very afraid to start a podcast. I'm very afraid to start a podcast because you said that your opinions would be controversial. Yeah. Like well, for your job. Yeah, I would just have to be careful. Well, and true crime in general can be kind of controversial, you know. Yeah, you don't So I have really to be intense. careful which cases I chose and how I presented those. Mm-hmm. I really do. I wish there was more representation in true crime. Yes. I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's this There's one. I'll look it up when we're done recording cuz that's not good, you know, podcasting, but there's one. <laughs> That I think is on the Exactly Right Network, which mm-hmm. is my favorite murderers network. Yes. That is just, like, people of color or indigenous people. We, and I or, think that's very uh-huh. needed. I think that's popping up more. I yes. I think that's starting to take mm-hmm. off more. And back to the poet, mm-hmm. and then we'll get on. Well, not really. But <laughs> <laughs> back to Olivia Gatwood. Mm-hmm. I think you would actually really like this. I think I would, too. I will... It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The audiobook is really good. Okay. I, I listen to her speak it because mm-hmm. she she actually reads the audio and mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, I do too. And it's, it's her, this book, it's just so, it literally is one of the best books I've ever read. It's a poem book. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it it's very, it talks about like women, the life of women and kind of these like stories that need to be told about like sexual assault and um, her experiences being a woman in Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. where she like grew up, and her like thoughts on sex and uh, love mm-hmm. and relationships and murder and anxiety and depression and things of that manner, mm-hmm. and she does such a good well, like a well, 
a well job. She does a good job <laughs> of kind of being like, we need to normalize the fact that uh, true crime is not just for white women yes. obsessed with murder. Yes, it's for it's it needs to be for everybody. But specifically, we need to be telling the stories of so many more people than just the basic Ted right. Bundy mm-hmm. people, like Matthew Shepard, who. Right. I think needed the the kind of mm-hmm. platform that a lot of these weird just straight white men mm-hmm. that we give these like on these pedestals. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. That was that, okay, I hate that one's the, gross. That one's gross. Mm-hmm. That one's weird. Is he the one who also did the skin and like the house of skin? No, but he was the cannibal. God, why yes. are men <laughs> terrible? Hey, you know what you would like? Have you read What Kind of Woman by Kate Bear? No. Okay, you need to follow her on Instagram. Okay. Kate Bear, she's really good. I almost just grabbed my phone, but I realized we're just <laughs> filming on my phone. Um, and she write like she publishes a lot of her poetry on Instagram, but one thing she does on Instagram that's really cool is like when like gross men send her like hateful messages. Yeah. She basically does like blackout poems with them. <gasps> oh I know. That's such a I love poems. Yes. I you love would that. love this book. You can oh borrow it if you want to. I'm going to shut up. Can I use it? Can I, like, bring it and read it on the bus and then... Absolutely. Are you kidding? No. Ah! It's really good. And it's it's kind of the same of, like, part one is, like, what it's like to, like, be a woman. Part two is, like, what it's like to be a wife. And part three is what it's like to be a mother. And they're really good. I think you would like them. She's really, really good. I'm reading, like, the first... There's nothing like reading the first line of a poem mm-hmm. and being like, okay, mm-hmm. got it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Um, and it's really, you'll be able to read it really quick because they're like quick and yes, yeah, it's a short book. I but think it's really you good. would, I really think you would really love that girl, Olivia Gatwood. Gatwood. Yes, so I, I was checking the time. <laughs> oh, dang, are we rambling? Um, I think we are. Okay, okay. <laughs> the second portion of this, which kind of ties into it because mm-hmm. is anxiety. Yes, so I guess I shouldn't. So, are are you like undi like self-diagnosed or actual? I'm diagnosed. You're diagnosed anxiety. Yes, generalized anxiety generalized. disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when how did that like affect you as a child? If you want, if you want to go into that, but um, I've always been like mega anxious. Yes, like I was an extremely anxious child. I was really shy uh-huh. and just constantly worried, like worried yes. about everything. Yeah, like didn't want to go to a sleepover because I was worried that my parents would be murdered while I was gone. And so I was like, I'll just stay here so that I'll get murdered too. Like that was yeah. my thought process. Um, and then I, I mean, as I got older, I kind of learned to manage it just because you have choice. to, yeah. but then when I had a baby, <gasps> it was like, Ooh. Elliot. Yeah. Oh, should I have said your baby's name? <laughs> you can say it. It's okay. okay. Elliot is one of a kind. Virgo, <laughs> that's, that's our true. Virgo king. <laughs> Our uh, three-year-old Virgo king. He, he knows he's the king. Um, he, when I had him, I had, like, really bad postpartum depression and yes. anxiety. And at that point, I was like, okay. We this is, this is, the about real, yeah. this is the real battle. Yes. And so at, that's when I was like, okay. Did you... Gonna, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Did you go to the therapy for this? No. I should, but I don't. Tea. Yeah. You well, seem like it, a therapy. Oh, I think therapy's great. Yeah. I'm I, a big advocate for therapy. The yes. only thing is... It's just difficult for me to go because I can't go during work. That is true. And then after school, I have Elliot. Elliot, yeah, yeah. And so it's just logistically hard. It's almost for me like to make weekends, which yes. most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So I'm, I'm very like big proponent, and I'm not saying I won't go someday. Just yeah. right now, I'm not. 
No, that's valid. Mm-hmm. I I have anxiety. It's not necessarily it's not diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I am diagnosed with severe clinical depression. Okay. Um and that's a whole other thing for yeah, a whole other a day. Whole that's other a episode, whole package. <laughs> that's a whole thing that I could talk with so many people about. <laughs> but um I have anxiety. I have like these weird moments of just like crushing like mm-hmm. anxiety where I can't really function mm-hmm. especially with work like yes. work anxiety I'm not and it's not the same as your anxiety mm-hmm. my anxiety is very like I had a lot of anxiety as a kid yes. and now I feel like it's more I don't know just random things like I'm I have I can't think about climate change yeah I can't think yeah. about climate change because I have um I go into these like very Manic. Yeah, I you start I have spiraling. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to use manic, but it's very mania like. Yes. Where I just like I. It's not good. Mm-hmm. I am my room. I do some of my best work on my room mm-hmm. whenever I'm manic mm-hmm. because I just like have to do something. But I get this like very anxious, like crush soul heavy. That did not make sense. Like I just feel like an elephant is on my chest. Mm-hmm type anxiety sometimes about like certain things especially when I was young about like getting in trouble yeah because I mm-hmm. I used to be I have ADHD actually diagnosed ADHD where I had to like take Adderall mm-hmm. when I was like three yeah and like it was like 50 milligrams it's a whole big thing um and I like used to be a bad kid well then as I got older and I started to like want to be a good kid Mm -hmm. and like didn't want to get in trouble whenever I did get in trouble because I like spoke whenever I wasn't supposed to or I like did stuff that I wasn't supposed to and things like that I would like just break down Mm -hmm. and it would get it would get terrible like crying screaming like afraid that like my mother was literally gonna kill me Mm -hmm. and things like that and I had like weird fears Mm -hmm. which is like anxiety I still kind of am afraid of the dark okay not like obviously in my room like i don't sleep with a nightlight yeah but like specifically dark outside like yeah mm-hmm. like whenever i am in dallas or like mm-hmm. whenever we were in new york and mm-hmm. we were outside at, at night we were like at, at the nightlife i was very worried yeah and i have like whenever i go outside i like <laughs> sometimes i bring a knife with me outside <laughs> to go grab my dog because i'm like afraid that somebody's gonna murder me mm-hmm which I I that's We're another bringing it all full circle full <laughs> circle baby I have terrible anxiety about getting murdered yes that is I think a lot of true crime people do yes and I think specifically with like the women of um my favorite murder. my favorite murder mm-hmm. they both they both have like anxiety depression mm-hmm. is Karen the one who did cocaine and now has epilepsy yes i literally <laughs> love that for her i think that karen karen's my favorite i'm a karen girl. i'm a georgia oh that's what makes us that's what makes this work. it's it's a symbiotic relationship <laughs> we have i love karen she has a good story yes and she i really like her georgia does too georgia had to go to rehab at age 13 for meth I, yeah meth mm-hmm. yes. so but they both like have a past Yes, I yeah. love that. I'm. I also. I love their chemistry. Yes, their chemistry is mm-hmm. so nice. It's very refreshing to mm-hmm. just see like, because they're like older mm-hmm. with like, and that's why we drink. They're more. They're like, they like are young. Yeah, ish. Mm-hmm. They're still like 
28 or whatever. Yeah. Not to say that you're not young. young. I, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, they're just, like, in their 20s or late mm-hmm. 20s It's just now. a different experience. It's a different experience than... Because I feel like these women are very... Yeah. Okay, anyways, anxiety. Um, do you take, like, medication or do you... Yes. Uh, have coping mechanisms that you really like? Um, so I take medication. Yes. And also things that have helped me. Oh, journaling has helped a lot. Really? Yes. Because one thing, like, I keep, like, a notebook by my bed. Yes. Because sometimes I get it. Night is always worse for me. Oh. So when I'm, like, trying to fall asleep, I'm like, well, I have to do this. Like, what <gasps> yes! did I do at work? And That's my... Why did I say yeah. that today? And I need yeah, to call yeah, someone yeah, yeah. so. And if I just write that stuff down, yes. it's like, okay, I'm not holding on to that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I just, like, had a terrible day, if I just write down everything that happened, it's like, okay, that's not, like, I'm not trying to shoulder that anymore. I write poems. I'm yeah. a, I would... My, like, my dream profession is a poet. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, you know, he's really into poetry, too. Yeah, I know. Kaden. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That I'll have on the pod. Yes. Literally. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> um, I swear on my actual life, if you actually got a shirt that said friend of the pod, mm-hmm. I would freak out. Um, first of all, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you already put a sign out. You already. I'm, we're in her classroom. And she put a sign out that said, please do not disturb audio recording <laughs> and process. And I just cannot handle it. But I have. So I write. I write a lot of anti-love poems. Okay. I, don't, I like it. I don't, I, or, like, poems that, like... Uh, this is weird. I, like, poems that are about, like, toxic relationships. Okay. Because I, I like, don't want to complain about when I feel like people did me wrong. Mm-hmm. So instead, I just, like, write about what they did. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, like, keep them in my phone. Actually, in my notes. Mm-hmm. Or I record them sometimes mm-hmm. when I just, like, need to rant. And so that actually really helps for me too. Writing about experiences that mm-hmm. experiences that I had, or just like writing poems in general, is literally something that that's a coping mechanism. Another mm-hmm. thing is obsessions over things. Yes, we are both mm-hmm. pretty obsessed. <laughs> you are a millennial, so you I am you a you are a you're. Oh my god, literally it's right there. You're a Ravenclaw. <laughs> I am a Ravenclaw. We I had... have a mug on my desk that says Ravenclaw. <laughs> yes, and you just now got the middle part. I have a middle part, and I'm wearing um, non-skinny jeans today. Yes. I just We're very proud. That. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm growing. Yes, it's, it's a process it's, of evolution. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, obsessions mm-hmm. with things. I podcast for me, mm-hmm. or um, TV shows. Yeah, I really was... When I was little, I used to be into Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing for me. Um, or like Nick, not Nick, like Disney shows, mm-hmm. like Gravity Falls and things like that. I sound like a nerd. <laughs> it's fine. We're both nerds. Yeah, it's fine. I love nerds. Yeah, they're pretty great. Mm-hmm. Louisa, <laughs> friend Kaden, of the pod. Friend of the pod. Caden, friend of the pod. Um. I always have anxiety. I'm really trying to be a, not a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. That's anxiety. I like want people to like me, and mm-hmm. when people don't like me, I get anxiety because I'm like, "What did I do? What did I do? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't feel like I did anything." Yes. Like I wanted you to like me. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think that's human nature. Yeah, yeah. We all want to be liked, but it, some people just take it, it further. It's than like others. very. I internalize yes. literally everything, mm-hmm. and so anxiety sucks. Yeah. That's I just the truth. and I feel like it's a, it's a 
I don't want to start disordered. It's, it's something mentally that we don't talk about mm-hmm. as much as I feel like we should. Yes. Anxiety. We talk about depression, and we mm-hmm. talk about suicide, and we talk about um, self-harm. But well, then and people, a lot of people are like, oh, I have anxiety. And it's like, no, you're just nervous about something. That's yes. not the same as having the condition. Yes. I think it's kind I of I feel like I need to get diagnosed because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because if not, then, I mean, I'm glad that I don't have it. But yeah. I think I... I think I do. Mm-hmm. Therapy moment. Anyways, <laughs> um, write it down. Um, I'm actually starting therapy Good very soon. Good for you. I, I've been to a few. Mm-hmm. I went to this one weird, um, I won't say his name, mm-hmm. but there was Kathleen. Okay. Kathleen Brown. I love, love her. her. Okay. Miss Brown. Um, she, uh, I like went to her for three years, and then mm-hmm. she stopped taking our insurance. Oh, I know. And so I'm, so now I'm going to we a new that. woman mm-hmm. that I don't know, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of nervous, but it's fine. But I went to this one guy, and he was like gross. He was like an old man, and okay. it was like specifically he was a Christian therapist, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to talk about God. I don't want to talk about my very like intrusive thoughts and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, I think from what I hear, it's very important to just find somebody that you mesh with. And that might take a few. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a oh, weird... you've never even experienced the whole... <laughs> You're... That's a whole thing. I get, in... I have... I get very nervous about meeting... I would be nervous. Because I want to... There's like on TikTok, it's like when I make my therapist laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want to I wanna entertain them, which is oh. psych... No. It's, I mean, it's not normal of me. It's not, it's not good to like want to entertain your therapist. <laughs> you don't want to do a stand up bit in front of your therapist. Um, but it's also weird whenever you see your therapist. Well, it's weird for me when mm-hmm. I see my therapist outside. Oh, and I saw like Kathleen a like person, a few times. Right? We went to the same co- the Silver Grizzly. Okay, and here. love the Silver Grizzly. Yes. Do you go there? Well, I haven't because it's a pandemic, but I'm about to start. Vaccine. Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. Just podcast audience, I want y'all to know I'm fully vaccinated. Yes. Uh, I am not. I want to. But we used to go a lot. Yeah. We used to go on the weekends, but we're about to start again because we're about to be free from our homes. Is is your husband getting the vaccine? He's already gotten it. (gasps) Whoa. Mm -hmm. What does he even do? He's an engineer. He's a chemical engineer. Was he an essential worker? No, but he has a heart condition, so that made him eligible. Oh, right. mm-hmm. Wow. Miss <gasps> Oh no! <laughs> Please excuse me. Weihan, three, two, one. We just had to edit out something because an <laughs> announcement just went on. I think we're almost done, anyways. Yeah, I think I, so. I kind of want to do. Um, ask me a question i think that's something i want to do where i want you to enter like at the very end Mm because i've interviewed you ask me a question it doesn't have to be it doesn't even have to be about what we've talked about it doesn't have to be about true crime yes something that you've always wanted to know about me something i've always wanted to know about carson let me think yes i know i'm I'm just so multifaceted and, and egotistical okay so carson is a former or a current theater kid? How do you identify? I'm uh, about to be an ex-theater okay. kid. I was a theater kid. Yes. So I want to know, do you have a favorite either play or musical or show? Um, I have a few. Okay. I, I think I'm really into 
it's an off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's called Bear, the okay. musical. Uh-huh. It's about these kids in a Catholic school. It's kind of Spring Awakening vibes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like a modern Spring Awakening, and it's about like these kids who go to a Catholic school, and the it's like the main plot is this guy who has a like a secret boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But, like, they go to a Catholic school, and his mom's, like, low-key homophobic, mm-hmm. and he can't, like, do anything about it. But it also, like, it in the sense of Spring Awakening, where it, like, talks about self-harm and depression and drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and partying and things of that ma- manner. And I love it. I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm also... I love Heathers. Yes. Uh, yes. I love a good mm-hmm. Heathers... The movie, the play... Yes. A cult favorite. A cult favorite, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a least favorite. Okay. And that might be controversial. <gasps> oh, it's no. not Hamilton. Okay, I was like, <laughs> we're going to have to even end this though, interview even right though now. I went through a Hamilton phase, okay. and I think it'll still be a part of me I'm forever. I'm still in a Hamilton phase, but... I also think, though, I'm like, the guy owns slaves. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't it's really... It's complicated. It's though. a very complicated yeah. relationship where I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. really like the sense that we, like, kind of just, like, forget that these people own slaves mm-hmm. and, and the play... Yes. I don't know, and we kind of romanticize him because mm-hmm. he kind of was a crappy guy. I yeah. think the only person that deserves the credit that she has, mm-hmm. well, all of them, the Skyler sisters. Yes, they were the socialites mm-hmm. of the time. I love yes. them. Um, I have a favorite. I have a yeah. That's I guess that's my favorite. Okay. Do you have a favorite? Hamilton. Oh well, yeah. Which I, I'm a history teacher. Like it can't not be Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have but, a least favorite. Okay. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. See, I, I want to. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I haven't seen it. It. it the music is good. The music's mm-hmm. the best part. I don't like the story because it's, he, the main character he's kind of crappy, mm-hmm. and then it it kind of like it's like he's the victim, and I'm yeah. like, no, you pretended to be best friends with a guy who committed suicide mm-hmm. to gain popularity and social traction. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we shouldn't be victimizing you. Have you seen the Book of Mormon? No. Okay. I, first uh, of all, you would love it. Really? It's extremely inappropriate. So uh, if you're like, I love a good if vulgar. If you're like sensitive to that, then no. But it's vulgar. I love a good hilarious. vulgar. I'm, I'm sure it's highly offensive. No disrespect to the Latter-day Saints. You do you. But just the show is hilarious. I, I really... I'm not a vulgar person. But. Yeah. Well, it's just funny. It's just <laughs> I, funny. I like that humor. That is funny. Like, when we went... It was, like, a lot of, like, season ticket holders were yes, there that yeah. just go to everything, and a lot of them are, like, older. Yes. And, like, after the first number, I can't tell you how many people got up and walked out. <gasps> no! <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? No. I also like falsettos. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Falsetto Town. Um, that one, it, it kind of gives me Book of Mormon vibes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of inappropriate, and yeah. it's, it's a little offensive, yeah. but specific, it's just, like... Oh my god, this sounds weird. It's very Jewish, mm-hmm. and so they make a lot of, like, Jew jokes. Okay. It's very Jewish. Like, it's about... Once again, I don't know what it is about me and uh, musicals about <laughs> queer people, <laughs> but it it's about this, like, weird, complicated family dynamic where this dad and his, a wife, and they're now divorced. Mm-hmm. They have a son... But the dad is gay. Okay. So it's, like, her having to cope with the fact that, like, her ex, this, like, man that she loved mm-hmm. is now gay. The son's, like, relationship with both of them and his boyfriend mm-hmm. 
And, like, the boyfriend and the dad's relationship with, like, that whole family life. It's so good. And mm-hmm. it's very complicated. And the woman who plays the wife does... I don't know her name, but she does a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. And that was the first episode. Um, thank you so much. Um, please share with other people. Um, I love you all. And uh, do you have any final words to say? Just thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my god, no, first of course. Guest, first the first guest, guest you Friend will be pod. on here more. I would yes. like to actually talk to you about a lot of different things. Yeah, anytime. Oh my god. Anytime. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Bye, guys.